Yeah, I like this one. It it gives me that old like Motown feeling, like you know, like 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 my dad and my grandma used to listen to in the living room. It's that like that good feeling. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So where do I begin? How do I put in words this incredible feeling? My heart, my soul, so deeply affected. From the moment our eyes met, my life has changed. You, angel, must have been heaven sent. Such a blessing, such a gift, and I'm here for all of it. Sunshine, full of energy, you heal and inspire. Joyful tears, I cry. I love you. podcast everyone today i'm with a duo and they have each have totally different backgrounds one's a traditionally trained uh, harpist and uh, vocalist and pianist or is it classically it's either traditionally <laughs> or classically i'm terrible at that and the other one is a hip-hop artist and they recently came together to release a project in september called community which honestly was a much needed project in a time of covid it was very uh very positive, which I really appreciated. So we're definitely going to touch on that. It's uh, my pleasure to introduce Cuff Knotts and Christina Lees. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yes. Of course. So it's it's classically, it's not traditionally, right? Or is that one and the same? <laughs> well, I guess, I guess it is classically, but um, they're traditional instruments, so there it works go. both ways. <laughs> there we go. So, from my understanding, you guys just bumped into each other at a Whole Foods or something? <laughs> at a Whole Foods. Of all places, it goes down at the Whole Foods. Yes. <laughs> Damn. I was like, you're amazing. Do you need a harpist? <laughs> so, what, did you, Christine, did you know of his music beforehand? Or were you performing at Whole Foods? Or what was going on? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, no, I had seen him perform before. Um, and I just at that show put it out there like his words are amazing the message just like everything I really took in and then about two months later I saw him in public and said I can't not say hi and and tell him like how much I admired his music Hmm. and then I just said it I was like if you ever need a harpist let me know (laughs) (laughs) that's wild like what? <laughs> Wait, so you guys, you guys live in the same area. Where, where do you guys even live? 
Yeah, Philadelphia. Okay. Well, we were at that time, uh, Philadelphia, now in a, in a place called Asbury Park, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Okay. How far is Philadelphia from New Jersey? Uh, it's about uh, where we're at. It's about an hour from Philly, an hour from New York. We're right mm-hmm. in the middle. Okay. And so, Cuff, Cuff you're, you've been making music for like over a decade, right? Yeah, I've been I've been at it. <laughs> and have you have you stayed in Philadelphia making music, or did you move um, there? Well, I I moved around actually. I lived in 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 like 2012. I moved to New York. I lived there for a few years, and then I moved to uh, to the Netherlands for a, a few years and did music over there. And then um, yeah, then I moved back here and just been been moving around throughout the U.S. Damn. And then Christine, you hadn't released any music before you had before you met him, right? Cause yeah, you- yeah. I was working as a full time music therapist, and uh, I never intended to be a performer. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Wait. So how do you how do you go from doing back? Would you say backup harp harp music, backup harp harp vocals to doing a full on project then? <laughs> well, it was. One night, other band members couldn't, like, didn't show up, and the show had to go on. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, do you sing? And I was like, yeah. In the yeah. shower. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did for work, but it was in a different context, like singing children's songs and stuff like that. And then, uh, so we improvised the whole show, and um, yeah. it re- went really well, and it flowed well. Oh shit, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I think I saw. I think I saw like a live performance you did when you were playing like a string instrument, Cuff, weren't you? Like, um, nah. I I usually just do like um, uh, like you know, on the MP the laptop or MP. Like, I don't play any instruments. Though I, I'd love to learn. Uh, I, right now, I don't play any instruments. What Christine has to teach you then. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We're working on piano. Yeah, oh. yeah, for sure. I can't, I remember um one Christmas, my uh my dad took me to Goodwill and he was gonna get he didn't tell me or my brother that he was getting Christmas presents for us. He was like, just wait in the car, and then we're we're, we're in the car. We took a, we, it was only like twenty minutes, but we took a nap and we woke up because he was opening the trunk. And he's like, look, look, look ahead. Don't look back. And he had fucking put like a full on keyboard in the trunk. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, it's nothing, none of your business. And then like a couple months later, it was Christmas. And he's like, here's a keyboard. And I was, I was like, I know I recognize that keyboard. <laughs> but I've only. Do you, play? Do you still play? No, man. I played clarinet for a little. I played clarinet for like seven years. And then I, okay. then I burned it. It was. <laughs> 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 Which might break a lot of people's hearts, but <laughs> I'm not really in, I'm not really into playing instruments. Like I had a good time. Well, I don't know if I had a good time playing clarinet, but I felt like I was forced to, so to break my bonds of playing instruments, <laughs> I had a, I burnt it, man. And there you go, ceremony. <laughs> yeah. So I'd love to learn more about your guys' backgrounds. Like how how did you get started into hip hop, Koof? Is it Cuff or Coof? How do you? Coof. Coof. Yep, yep. Um, I think uh, I was inspired by my brother. My brother uh, 
I had an older brother and he was real into hip hop and I think I was inspired by that. And and just in, in the household, my grandmother uh, sang gospel music, so she was always singing in the house or in the kitchen and like it, it just was something I was moved by and super interested in. So I tried to emulate my brother. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge ring you have on your finger, by the way. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, someone in Pittsburgh uh, made it and gave it to me when we were out there doing a show. It's like it's crazy, right? It's it's like, oh, I'm going the wrong way. It's like it's like half a Thanos or whatever. You got the two rings. Yeah, right. <laughs> Damn. And then you, you were, you went to school, Christine. You went to school for music. Was that always something you knew you wanted to do, or? Yeah, I uh, started playing piano when I was really young, when I was seven. And then um, I went to school, college for music uh, and music therapy. So I wanted to really pursue, I still do, but um, pursue music therapy. So within that, I played mostly piano and guitar. And I left harp to be like my creative outlet. So I actually play it a lot more, but I didn't have that uh, piano is like that rigorous, like you were talking about, not so enjoyable hours of practicing. Yeah. I don't have those memories with the harp, so. And uh, how do you even pick up a harp, though? Like, I don't think that's like just something you go to. <laughs> yeah, my um, middle school choir teacher, she, she said to me one time, because I would accompany the school choir in middle school, she was like, uh, a harp is just like the piano just on its side you should really think about like playing it and I, I was like do people even play the harp anymore <laughs> like you know do, and she was like exactly that's why you should do it and I thought about it and um, my great grandma had left me money to get a piano but I already had one so I got a used harp, and I still have the same used harp, and uh, now it's, you know, bringing me around the country and the world, you know? Do you do any <laughs> solo performances with your harp? Uh, no. Oh. I mean, some weddings, like some little things here and there, but um, this project is really what, like, built my set my personal sound and like my voice and everything um so i think i i would hope to put out an album someday of like just my own but i don't know what that's going to look like yet mm. you know? i fucking forget this guy's name he opened um i saw injury reserve like last last week i think i don't know if you guys know who injury reserve is but his their opener was this like he I maybe he's a hip hop artist, but it was like hip hop mixed with like punk mixed with like emo mixed with like screaming. It was very abstract. And he, mm. he just looked very punk. It was this black guy, shaved head, very skinny, had hella piercings and tats. And then his his companion with him was like this like cellist. And it was oh, completely wow. in a suit, older guy with a beard, like it looks like he's been playing for like he looked like he was like in his like fifties. And the other guy looked like he was like in his twenties, and they wow. were playing the most abstract music I'd ever seen. I was like, "Holy shit!" So if it wasn't for that, I don't know if I could. Uh, before listening to your guys' music, picture 
a harpist and a hip hop artist performing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was? Do you know the name of that uh, artist? Fuck, I have to look at. It. it was like, I feel like it was like Crenshaw or something. It it was like a it was like a California street name like okay. Crenshaw cool. one hundred and one or something. I could look it up, but it was crazy. It was like the most. <laughs> And like the cellist, it was almost like the cellist was like freestyling when they were doing it, and they were going crazy. And, then, and that, <laughs> at one point, the guy took out a get the 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 hip hop artist took out a guitar, and was using the whatever that what is that whatever the thing is you use for the the bow, the, oh, the bow oh, yeah. and started using it on the guitar. And oh I was wow! Like, Holy fuck! <laughs> it was the most like when when you guys perform, what is it like? Is it do you, are you guys abstract with it at all? Do you guys ever freestyle it like? Yeah, well, like a lot of the set, Christine mainly uh, is is pretty mm-hmm. much freestyling. She's mm-hmm. improving. Um, there are some parts that are like you know pretty pretty consistent mm-hmm. in, in in different shows, but overall she's pretty much like um, <laughs> improv in each show. Damn. And then on my end, I usually just I, I do the beats and. Um, and and rhyme maybe there's one song where where we do a, an improv both of us but mm-hmm. yeah isn't it weird to think that um i feel like positivity could be niche yeah for sure i mean it's like yeah it's one of those things for me it's like so I pull from what what I grew up on and what I, I listened to then and and all of that was like for the most part positive even if it wasn't like you know marketed positive it still was like an uplifting happy expression from these artists and and that was like their you know their outlook um and their and their outlet and so like I just feel like if 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 you have a platform and you're putting something out, um, you know, why not? Why not let it be positive? <laughs> yeah, you, you're I think you released a project like 2015 as well, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's positive cool. light. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool to see like you're, I feel like uh, it's so weird to feel like positivity is going against the grain, though. You know, I know. Isn't that a strange thing? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yo, you're being positive. Like, what are you crazy? <laughs> who's who's going to play that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it seems like it seems like you're uh, you're more into. Uh, it doesn't seem like you release a lot of singles. Like, it feels like you're more into like the part of actually making an album. It shows yeah. like, the length of the album as well. You know, like I feel like. Yeah. When an artist isn't going to release singles, but they make a longer album because there's or like a, I've been watching a lot of comedy also. You know, like that's right. why a comedy special is usually like an hour long because that's right. you, that's the only right. thing you're going to hear from them unless you're going to clubs if they even do clubs for the yeah. next couple of years. So is that kind of the approach you take with your with your album well, process? Well, um, I think there's two things there. So for one, I'm just like I'm super inspired by like you know. Uh, 90s hip hop and just that era and and the long albums like as 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 time went on albums got smaller and smaller <laughs> and smaller and smaller and now it's like most artists do just singles or yeah. or a s- 
short five song EP. Um, but between that stretch of when I released uh, Positive Light up until when we released our project, um, I was on a label who was in control of of the output of music. Mm. And I didn't want to put out any music under that label. So I had to wait. So I have like tons <laughs> of unreleased music that I will, you know, be putting out. Mm -hmm. In, as singles and maybe EPs and stuff like that. But yeah, that was a big part of the pause. Damn. Yeah. So, so Christine, can you be on our label as a harpist? Or how would, how would that work for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm along for the mission. So, <laughs> you know, um, I did a lot of work on this album. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that would be dope, though. Like, uh, uh, uh when she's ready to do us you know her her own release like i think it'll be cool to see what what from what she was influenced by and mm -hmm. then also pull from the hip-hop that that she's worked on now it'd be cool to see what that release would be like. yeah because mm -hmm. you're a singer so you're not just i feel like i'm just saying you're a harvest you're a beautiful singer as well yeah. <laughs> like, it's amazing voice thank you is there any story behind you hearing her voice for the first time because i feel like when someone approaches a harpist you don't expect them to be able to sing as well yo 100 <laughs> percent. i'm like so the the show that she talked about where we had to it was like we were forced to do it just on our own. Yeah. I'm like, so her voice, her speaking voice is like, it's kind of raspy and like, <laughs> you know, it's like, so I'm like, I know like there's gotta be like, her singing voice has to be like, it's gotta be interesting at the least, you know? And so I'm like, have you, can you sing? Have you ever sung? And she's like, like kids songs, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> All right, well, let's just, let's try it for this show. Since we're improving the whole show anyway, like, what's the worst that can happen? And so I was like, when she sang, I was like, what? I couldn't act surprised in the middle of the show, but in my, I was like, I was blown away. I'm like, oh my goodness. And then after that, I'm like, yo. <laughs> Damn, you're making her yeah. blush. Yeah. <laughs> but what's something cool is like, it's also changed so much within since 2018, like since this project took off. Mm -hmm. And I, I was able to like through COVID and everything really, and this album really spend time like um, kind of finding this balance of, of where I want to land with tone and timbre and everything. Oh, those so are good I words. Feel... I love those words. Tone and timbre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I feel like I'm coming into my actual, you know, vocal sound now, which it's a little funny to listen to those videos <laughs> like when we first started. Um, yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's, that's cool though. Did So do you think... Uh, COVID helped your guys' music or was it like a struggle for your music? I think it helped. Definitely. I, I think at, at first we it, we just didn't do anything for the first couple of months. Like really just didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden we got like a, a, a burst of inspiration and just like wanting to create. And um and yeah, being able to actually sit and work on it without having to worry about 
everything else because mm-hmm. because everything was on pause it, it like it really made made for a uh a good time for us to to center in and, mm-hmm. and focus on the music. It was cool. So do you have like a home studio, or do you have to guys go to different studios to record, or how does that work for you guys? Oh, uh, we did a lot of like all the pre production we did at home, mm-hmm. um, like, like in a home studio, and then when it was time to like mix it and get all the sounds right, we we took it to the studio. Yeah, because I'm just still wondering about like, do you drag the harp places, or how do you? Yeah, that's like, yes, like, like we have dragged that harp, like through festival mud. Like people are like, oh, the stage is like, go through those trees, like up along there, like around that corner. And then like you get there and they're like, oh, actually you're on this other stage. Uh. It's like, okay, you know, one of my dreams is to play in the New York subway. So that's on my bucket list. Oh, have you guys seen that rat guy? The guy that dresses up as a rat in the subway? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't seen that? There's a guy that dresses up as a rat and like break dances and stuff. And he just... Oh, wow. Is it in New York? (laughs) Yeah, of course it's in New York. (laughs) Fucking New York with their street performers, you know? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I can top that, but... (laughs) So, break down the... um, What is that called when you're, like, breaking down, like, the syllable? Is it the syllables? Or, like, the the pronunciation of... Like that's for each song you guys have like the pronunciation. Oh yeah. Uh, for, for the that's a tongue twister for some reason. For a community, it's the pronunciation yeah. of each word. Why is that? Well, uh so I think that yeah, so um I'm really into like like visuals and how things look, and I also like writing. Um, like my writing's more like graffiti than anything. Um, so I like the look of it, and then also I like the uh, the the nostalgia of it, like being work. It's like it's the it's the phonetic spelling mm-hmm. of each one, so it's just sounding the words out, you know. It looks crazy. It looks like a different language, actually. But it's um, I thought it'd be cool to. But at the same time, though, everyone's like, "What the hell? What's that say?" Like, what, you know, it is a brain teaser for sure because yeah. people like you know hesitate. They're like, "Oh, I really liked you know like the fifth song on the album. It's great." Like, <laughs> it was cool because I feel like each song though you you make sure to. Ref- reference the title at least once so then mm-hmm. it, sometimes i'll be like what the fuck and at the very end you'll be like and i'm like oh there, that's the title that's, what oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> when you put the cd in the car it comes up as like uh not phonetics oh, the right oh it comes really? up as the regular spelling because we spent time putting all the phonetics <laughs> when we coded the songs and it just was like boxes and squares and it wouldn't read it and Mm -hmm. yeah so (laughs) that kind of is like the answer key i guess (laughs) i feel like koof needs a phonetics for his name then 
Because like I feel like yeah. everyone wants to say cuff. You need to put a phonetic or something, or whatever the I, accent. I definitely do. I do. I did it on our website. Yeah. Next, I'll do it. Like the two Just dots. Make it stick. Yeah. yeah. Oof. <laughs> and, and then, and how did you get that name? Um. So Koof is short for Koofy. Um, and Kufi was a name that was given to me. It's uh, West African and it means born on a Friday and it also means spiritual warrior. Um, so yeah, I just cut that in half. And then knots is just like, I have dreads, like knotty hair. So oh. <laughs> very fancy. I, I recently learned, it's not in a bun right now, but I recently learned how to do buns. Yeah. Oh nice! nice. So I, I feel very proud of that. Yeah, I like I like the wild look. <laughs> yeah, you got you got like the sway in the morning cap. I feel like you have to outdo sway because I feel like whenever anyone thinks of that, they think of like uh, Bob Marley or sway in the morning. But oh yeah, <laughs> also like not not anymore. But originally, like ninety ninety eight to maybe 2000 or something, um, or maybe before that, uh, Black Thought from The Roots. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have that. Have you checked I out think... his solo projects? Oh, yeah. amazing. Amazing. Like, super amazing. Very good. <laughs> yeah, they're dope. His latest project was really cool. He had it. I've been noticing a lot of, um, I actually I have a second podcast. It's a conspiracy podcast. And I happened, nice. I happened to do an episode on um, pop punk. And like the return right. of pop punk and like how you're seeing like it's becoming like a mainstream sound again like even like kanye west's album had it with like the jail song i felt yeah. like um black thought actually had a little bit of pop punk on some of his songs too and oh it's, yeah it's crazy to see how that's making a return mm. everything cycles yeah <laughs> you're a little you got a little punk vibes with you man you got like the industrial piercing oh, yeah. and septum and <laughs> Yeah. Well, there was definitely a point where where um, it wasn't pop punk, but I mean, it was pop because it was popular. But, you know, the Dead Kennedys, the Sex Pistols, like definitely had my uh, my time with that. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you guys look so different, but I feel like you guys must both be hippies or something to connect. Because like, you, you literally look completely like... I feel like Christine could maybe be like Amish even, you know, and then you're more like the reggae pop punk punk guy. Yeah. I think I think I think the hippie vibe is like the the the, the middle ground that yeah, meets. Yeah, that's. Like... <laughs> that's crazy. So you guys have known each other for three years now. That's yeah. 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 It feels like it feels longer, but then also it doesn't even feel like that long. Like three years, yeah. Wow. And and twenty twenty was kind of like, yeah. That was it, nobody saw anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom Zoom probably made the most amount of money out of over yeah. to Netflix right? and everything. Like, yo, for real. And it's funny, Christine's always like talking about how like Zoom stole the thunder from like Skype oh, or yeah. Skype, like <laughs> they're like everything was like Skype, and then uh, they lost it, I guess, because you can't have multiple people in the meeting on Skype. Mm. And Skype calls like always drop for some reason. You could have the best service in the world, and it'll just drop. Yeah. <laughs> but I think when you're when you have to pay, cause for like Zoom at least. 
if you want over 30 minutes, you have to like pay a subscription. Mm -hmm. So I feel right. like once you start paying a subscription, they purposely make it so you have better quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So uh, who do you think knows each other better? Do you think you guys know each other equally the same? Or? <laughs> That's a good question. That is a good question. There's always more to learn, but <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> like since we, I think on the that we've been on the road for two years before COVID, like literally mm. on the road. Yeah. Uh, to Nova Scotia, to Alaska, to all across, like mm -hmm. everywhere, and during that time when you're on the road, you know, as someone, you you learn a lot. Damn. Even. Yeah. So is it that's all for touring? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. We, you're in Seattle, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did a West Coast. Yeah, we, we were did. in Seattle. What? When were you in Seattle? Uh, before Thanksgiving, before. It was 2019. 19, yeah. Yep. Oh, shit. It was like Thanksgiving to Christmas. We did a month long West Coast tour all the way from Seattle to San Diego. Yeah. Is the sea monster in Seattle? Yes. The sea monster. The Kraken? Uh, sea, sea Monster Lounge. Sea Monster Lounge. Oh, shit. There's a Sea Monster Lounge? I <laughs> Believe it I believe it or not, I just turned 21 on November 10th, so it just happened. Oh, so nice. I, I'm, I'm only now starting to learn more about, like, bars and lounges. And, oh, yeah. nice. But yeah, there's, there's a cool spot called Sea Monster Lounge. Yeah, it has, like crazy neon paintings in it <laughs> and like black light oh, shit. Um, yeah, yeah it was a pretty cool spot and there was carpet on the stage it was uh, like a yeah. shag carpet oh, stage shit. yeah <laughs> this better be in <laughs> seattle if this isn't I'm yeah. disappointed. <laughs> i just remembered that damn that's great so have you have you ever not played the harp sober like have you ever been on stage just playing like going crazy with it or like i feel like that would be the place to do it on a yeah. shag carpet i feel like on every single stage i've played on i can say that i have been sober there we go as boring as that may sound fully present ready to uh react i feel like koof smokes weed you just you just look like a stoner guy I may have. I may have. <laughs> in Amsterdam, when I lived in Amsterdam, I might have, uh, you know. Oh, shit. Don't they have, like, cafes they can, they have, like, yeah, cafes? Yeah, it's definitely part of the culture there. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. And it was, like, so I, like, yeah, it just was really part of the culture and just was, like, yeah, you get tea. You get um, <laughs> orange juice and smoke a joint. <laughs> very, that sounds very nice. <laughs> so how do, how do you guys go about like setting up a tour? So like if you haven't, if Christine hasn't released music before and she's a harpist and then you, of course, you've been performing for a long time. So I guess it's just through the connections you made or like how, how do you even go, how do you go about setting up? A tour like that because like i know so many up-and-coming artists in seattle even who've been making music for yeah maybe like a, even a decade plus maybe similar amount of time as you and they've never been able to tour outside of seattle even so i think it's a mix of like um 
definitely like some connects I made, um, but also us really. So so Christine is like one 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 of the like extra things she brings to the project is that she's very like um, business minded mm. and very into like you know. Make, systems. Yeah, systems. <laughs> making lists, doing this and that. So so together, um, you know, we're able to reach out to different people, um, different booking agents, different uh, talent buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have uh, a friend with us, uh, Mike, who also, like, helps us, um, you know, book and set it up. But, like, all the, all the, the routes... And we'll mm-hmm. be here at this time. We'll do this and that. Like Christine is like that. She she like enjoys doing that. So yeah. that's like that's super awesome. You're like an event planner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So usually we get like one anchor show, and then that will set the stage or whatever. <laughs> and then then kind of <laughs> then kind of. Realistically, sitting on MapQuest or Google Maps for like one whole night, thinking what's two hours or four hours, what are big cities, and then just like blasting those cities or looking into um, like his connects or just the connects that we have um, and building it uh, going out and back from that one show. Damn. And how, how do you guys make sure that people show up? Uh, a lot of promo. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, if feasible, like, linking up with with artists that are local to that area mm. and and have a good following. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can do a show trade with them. Or, mm-hmm. like, a lot of times, you know, artists um, understand, you know, the the drive and and when you're on the road like it's kind of like artists look out for each other mm-hmm. because if if you don't look out for each other no no one's going to you know yeah. so yeah. i think like artists know like all right they're coming from out of town like we don't want them to play on a you know an mm-hmm. empty venue so we'll have them open and hopefully they can you know people show up early for for to check out the openers that sounds pretty cool though you know yeah yeah it's, I, it's 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 cool i feel like it's a we're in a, i feel like we're in like on a weird uh it seems like a lot of companies are making a change do you know like how com- like youtube and instagram are like taking away like likes and stuff like that i feel yeah. like i hope we get i don't think we can really do it that much in the music industry but it would be interesting to see if like they take away like people being able to see like streaming numbers and things for yeah. artists because i feel like even like local artists hold each other to like different standards if they see someone has more streams. I'm like, no, if you like the music, why don't you just go on tour with them or anything like that? It's very true. That was like, you know, that was a big thing um, when when it first was like, I'll say like two or three years ago, like literally a lot of venues would, would solely book artists off of those numbers. Mm. And then yeah. what, what was happening at some, uh, you know, a lot of times these artists would come up, but those numbers didn't necessarily transfer for live shows. So it's like, you know, you might have a million streams or a million followers on, on one social media outlet, but it doesn't necessarily, you know, and, and for a long time, like, 
these these were the artists that were getting you know booked and and chosen over someone who might not have as much streams but actually has has built a grassroots following and had you know so it's one of those weird things yeah you're you're i i hope that just like it's doing that for youtube and all like i hope that transfers as well i've been um stepping into like the comedy world a little bit and a big thing a lot of comedy comedians talk about is like how people get this massive like tiktok following and because a lot of people on tiktok are considered com, com- comedians i don't know oh, why right. I, keep, I don't know i don't know why, why i want to keep saying so it's comedy but it's comedians mm. <laughs> it should be like comedians <laughs> but, <anyway. laughs> but like so these, these these people on tiktok will actually start going to shows and like booking shows and they're like it's you're, you're letting these tiktok artists or comedians oh, wow. book right book at venues even though th- that doesn't really transfer over to live audiences all the time yeah. right right and what was also interesting, the first album for this project that we released, we never put it out on any oh, yeah. like Spotify or any platforms, and we just sold it uh, at shows. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and it was interesting because like, it seems like there are two different avenues. Like we spent so much time in those two years focusing on playing out and traveling mm-hmm. that there wasn't really that much time yeah, to, to build. like build that. Mm-hmm. And we are, we sold out of our CDs, which is pretty crazy because people just like wanted to show support also if they didn't have a CD player anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but like so like it's such a different now now that we kind of have those connects now like it's easier this album was put on all the platforms mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. was more you know geared to thinking about numbers. building numbers in yeah. that way yeah. yeah there's just no one right way to go about it though like even you'll see like cover bands who make a fuck ton of money and yeah it's very true they never put anything on streaming services because you can't i don't know if you really can make a yeah living off footage. Very true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a true. no rhyme or reason <laughs> yeah so what, what's next for you guys are you doing another tour or anything or yeah we we like yeah we we aim to tour as much as possible it's mm-hmm. been it's been a little you know difficult navigating everything now with with covid going on even though some of the restrictions were pulled back when they got pulled back we went out and and like we did a a run to colorado mm-hmm. um recently a run to indiana and back so like it's really day to day figuring out what what we can do and what's available due to the restrictions um but yeah, as much as we can, we're gonna be out on the road performing. We want to come back to the West Coast. That mm-hmm. come, come to like, Seattle. The vibes, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. What do you What do you guys think about COVID? Though, do you think it's something that's here to stay, or do you think it's getting better? Or I I hope. I'm gonna say it's not here to <laughs> yeah, stay. Yeah, because, Like it can't stay. It like, can't stay. We gotta move forward. It's wearing out as welcome. Yeah. <laughs> forward is the motion. Like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm. I I look forward to there being a day where we can say, "Yo, you remember that yeah. like time period when there was COVID? That was crazy," you know? Or or it's the end of the world. Maybe we're all just gonna die like the dinosaurs. <laughs> this is that's positive, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. What What do you think about COVID? Oh, I did a conspiracy podcast. It was like when I, it was like my third. I've had a, I have two podcasts, right? And the the main one, the NAS podcast, I do like at least three interviews a week. But then for the my <laughs> this is funny, my conspiracy podcast. It's called the 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 BBC podcast, which stands <laughs> stands for Blake Burton and Brian Barnett conspiracies. It's a very oh. clever title, <laughs> and um, the the third episode we did conspiracies on like COVID and how and like everything we predicted with COVID has happened so far. So I feel like wow. we have to do a, I feel like we have to do a part two, and I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it's um gonna stay like the flu you know but mm-hmm. um it's gonna it's definitely dead it's more it's worse than the flu of course but i feel like it's gonna stay until it's, i think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a it's, it's here to stay i think so like we might be able to get better vaccines or solutions but i don't think it's ever gonna go away and then if you think about it i don't know if you're <laughs> this is the <laughs> so if you think about it you know, there's there's a global warming going on, right? So with global warming, the ice caps are melting, and in the ice caps, there's frozen diseases. So if, the coronavirus is the least of our worries because hey. then oh, all man. these prehistoric oh, diseases man. are going to come out. And, oh, man. You know? So. Oh, man. Positivity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think Mars is sounding like a good spot to go now. <laughs> I think Seattle's fine. We got all the tech people, so I just need to interview Jeff Bezos, and then I'll I'm good to go. <laughs> to <Mars. laughs> well, well, guys, do you guys have any advice for up and coming artists, creators, influencers? I know you guys were talking about touring. I think that's actually just even you guys talking about what you the steps you took. Um, is very mm-hmm. inspirational and like helps other artists figure out what to do. But if For you have sure. anything else to say, we'd love to hear it. Um, I would say um, always, um, as much as possible, work on your craft mm. um, and improving because like I, I, we always talk about like being uh, forever students mm-hmm. and like, you know, always learning. And, and so I would say, yeah, really, really practice your craft. Um, and if it's if, if it's uh, a lane that you choose to take, um, you have to pour all of your all of yourself into that. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think you're going to run into challenges regardless. Like that that's a part of any journey that you take, and those those challenges really end up being invitations to to grow and be stronger. So kind of just hanging on through those waves of challenging mm-hmm. moments to then get to the other side of them. Um, I know has helped me continue to grow. You know? Hell yeah. <laughs> positivity for the win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you guys checked out, you know what Big Grams is? You know, like yeah. Fantagram and Big Boy from Outkast? Right. An album called, Fant- called Big Grams. What? You guys should check it out. It came out a few years ago, but I'm definitely I, any, check anytime that out. I see like two different genres coming together to right. make an album, you, you should check it. it. Was it's such a good product? Maybe it'll inspire you guys. It has a little bit of EDM in it too. Okay. Definitely, I'm gonna oh. check that out. And and the other artists you talked oh, about. Oh shit! I'm gonna have to. 
Yeah. I'm gonna send you that. I'll, I'll follow you and send you that guy's name. It was crazy. But cool. yeah, I appreciate you guys coming on. I highly enjoyed the album. Actually, what, it's a long album. So what? Each of you name one song that you recommend people check out. Um, I would say active. Mm. Ooh, active. Yeah. Nice. If you feel like dancing. <laughs> um. I would say Kingdom. Mm. <laughs> yes. Wait, what's the song that you're like, oh, this sounds like some Motown music? Oh, yeah, Real Love. Real Love. Real, that's my favorite one because Motown's <laughs> actually like my favorite music, honestly. So. Oh, wow. So. Wow, that's that's super. So did your, did your parents play that? or A mixture of that, but also I think the main thing is that I just have like such a deep love and respect for hip-hop. That if you right. really want to understand hip hop, you have to listen to the sample yeah, and where it came from. It's very yeah. true. Nice. On the road, sometimes that's like our funnest like time <laughs> yeah. time killer. Is I say name a song, and then I'll look up all the samples, and then we'll listen to the original <laughs> songs and try to see if we can find where, where the sample say? is. Oh shit! Pretty cool. You guys they need. You need to check out the Kanye. Um, do you know what the Dissect podcast is on Spotify? Mm-mm. No. So it's like an actual like Spotify podcast. So they have like they can use like any music they need to on it. Oh. And so each each season they break down an album, and like currently they're breaking down. Uh, I forget which album it is. I think it's Mac Miller's Circles album, or is it? Sweet? Oh, nice. One of the. Is, Wait, no, Circles is the last, is the post, is that the last one he just did? What's the one he did right before he passed away? Mm, I, I think they might have been Swimming. I think it was Swimming. It was, yeah, it was Swimming, and then after he passed away, it was another one called Circles, and together it was like a double album that was supposed to be called Swimming in Circles. But, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a cool thought. But anyways, um, they did one on Kanye West on, on the Yeezus project. And oh, wow. Like, it actually... Because Kanye is actually such a crazy producer. When you, I don't know if I really li- love his rapping that much. I think I don't really. I think anyone would say he's the best rapper. <laughs> but he's a pretty good producer, you know. So, um, the, the when they you can look it up on YouTube, like the Dissect podcast, and they're breaking down the Yeezus album and how a lo- like even without any of the hip hop or anything, the samples alone were used to drive the story forward. So it was, oh, it, wow. it was, it was, it was like, cause Yeezus is actually a concept album, which I didn't realize until watching the podcast. Oh, wow. I'm going to check that. Yeah. I'll That's send you all these links. I, I've, I've yeah, been... please do. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, what's the easiest way for people to reach out to you and follow you? Um, our website, it go by Kufnots, K-U-F-K-N-O-T-Z.com. Um, my Instagram is Christine Elise Harp. Yeah, and and I'm everything is at Kufnots. Cool. Um, yeah, at, if you go to the website, it's like a hub. You can get to everything from there. Hell yeah, and uh, we did it. Yeah. 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 Thanks for having us. Yes, this was sure. awesome. Of course, <laughs> this is the NAS Pod. I'll start with Kuf. You say, it, and then you can Christine. You'll say it. So it's like this is the NAS Podcast with. Kufnat and Christine Elise. And we did it. Awesome, guys.